You're listening to Steel City Music. Hey, there's, the, there's a good looking man on my screen. Hey folks, you listen to Steel City Music and I'm your host, Jamie Gunner Smith. And finally, uh, the great Wax Mannequin, or is it eight, the, Grace, the great Chris Adney, AK Wax Mannequin? I don't know. You're kind of like me. I, I go by Jamie Gunner. You go by Waxy or Chris. Yeah. Either yeah. way, we, we seem to answer to both. But uh, it's it's great that we finally get a chance to chat after all this time. Um, I know it's been a while. Well, we we chatted a little bit over COVID. Um, yeah, in the middle of COVID, I was doing that weird thing at the uh, Bridgeworks, uh, one of the earliest events there, and and uh, we get to talk about that. Yeah, that was that that was a while back, and then uh, and then we've been trying to get together um, to to as before, like I just remind you again that the two of us want actually wanted to sit in a cafe. I had yeah. the gear ready. I just wanted yeah. to have coffee and and you know and and some sort of weird baked treat wherever we were going to go, and we could sit bun. there. Cinnamon bun or something. Yeah, yeah, something something decadent for us for us guys, us middle aged men, and and and, <laughs> and have a conversation about the new album, what you've been up to, and all those other fun things. And it it was just it was such a, it just warmed my heart that we were going to get together, and then the yeah. last second you're like. I got a really early load in, in Peterborough. And yeah. I'm like, this is, we can't do this. There's no, <laughs> there's no, you gotta go. So I, the best we can do is zoom. And we both had, I, I was, I was trying to make plans today. Like, okay, if I get all these other things done, aside from the the house, almost catching fire, electric, the electric fire in the house, I think I could still meet Chris and for coffee and recording tonight. And then it's just like, well, by the time we get together, by 9 30 the sidewalks roll up in hamilton there's no cafe open yeah yeah you know it seems I, like yeah yeah unless we know it's important you know. every uh every i mean i'm glad we, we can do this at least but uh it's giving me weird flashbacks of uh of lockdown uh <laughs> <laughs> remotely, doubting remotely but uh yeah you know life is we were talking about it it's just a constant stream of like interruptions. I find every, every plan I make is, is in every, every spare moment, I've got some obligation and no time to, to meet it. So I, glad, we could, glad we could do this. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, that's the, the, the downfalls of getting older when you're younger, there's, you can, you can accomplish almost anything, but when you have obligations to others, you're like, oh, I get it. All right. <laughs> All I have to, I have to think yes to things, except for this. This is what I want to be doing. But yeah, this is exactly what we want to be doing. <laughs> well, I did. I, I managed to, to grab myself a little coffee, and, and so we and, and to get the Zoom thing going. And I'm glad that we, we finally have this chance to chat. Um, yeah, yeah. The 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 album, uh, the Red Brain, um, is it's the Red Brain, right? I I've been listening yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, I sort of got lost in it. Um, and I find that I do that. I think I've been getting lost in your music for years, even back like trying to like when I would constantly play on C101 back in the old days, Paper Snake, going finding it one of the most interesting things I'd I'd heard at that time because when when that was released, it was all like uh, punk rock. That's all that we were spinning, and we were. It was all like you know heavy rock or punk rock or alternative <laughs> rock. And in the middle of all of this, there's this this, this little uh, gem of a song that I found. I'm like, what, what is this? And is this just this little, this person singing about a little paper snake? And to the point where I would just keep playing it. And my friend uh, Matt Holmes, who was the PD at, at C101 at the time. 
he would roll around on the floor and start singing paper snake and reenacting what the paper snake was while we were doing the radio show. And I'm like, <laughs> I think this song is really having an effect on Matt, which is not such a bad thing, you know? So, but, but since that time um, over the years, we, you know, you, you've released some music and you've got some really nice uh, accolades from people. And, uh, and, and now most recently um, from the Rio statics, um, Dave Bedini, wrote a really nice little blurb about you well not so much of a blurb but it was like a it was like a kudos to your new album so how did because i know bedini is kind of like from i remember back in the day he was kind of a bit of a someone that you that you liked that you admired uh i think the the rios dave i guess is in the same tradition uh as i am and and i i think that music and that era of canadian music uh, and that era of weird rock informed my music. And, uh, you know, I, a, lot, a lot of things were swirling around then in, in my brain, like uh, Rio's and the Residents and, and Devo and Ween mm-hmm. and uh, Frank yeah. Napa. And, uh, you know, any, that's what put me on to music, just anything that uh, uh, sparked my neurons. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was really... Uh, um really really great to uh to have uh dave listen to the record and, and write something really thoughtful about it. he's such a good writer too um i always find uh, whether it's his books or or his, his paper his articles uh they're written in a really approachable way uh that it, it seems like almost off the cuff but you end up thinking about the words for a few days because his uh you know they resonate so uh, to have uh, have him write that way about my record was uh, really really uh, felt really cool it felt kind of surreal and you know it was a nice uh, a nice thing so we we uh, we kind of reconnected over that and um it came out to the show that I did at the, the Dakota the other night and mm-hmm. uh, got talk shop and uh had a really nice time with uh, Keith Hamilton, a friend of mine from Toronto, in a band called Hamilton Trading Company. Not related to the city, but I think his heart is here. Right. Uh, the Idaho Stop. A lot of city-named bands on the bill. And uh, Hiroka Tanaka also played. It was really a magic night in Toronto. And trying to uh, get out and uh, play as much as I can. It's a uh, feeling like more grounded now than ever. I think something about being old and doing older. <laughs> I'm not old yet, but uh, definitely uh, definitely not uh, spry and young. Uh, I feel like I can take my time with things a bit and enjoy the moments on stage, but also the moments off stage and, and, and really... Uh, appreciate the chance to reconnect with people I haven't seen in a couple of years right uh, these shows it sounds like you're, you? okay, good. it sounds like you've been uh, like that you as you just said that, that you're appreciating the moment is that to say that when you were younger um because I just I just know from just experience from myself and others um that it's like go 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 when you're younger especially if you're if you're a musician you're doing shows it's like when you're younger it's just like all at all costs do a show like as many as you can as quick as you can take as many dates as you can rush 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 
go, go, go. And then some, <clears throat> but sometimes in the middle of all of this rushing around, trying to play in front of as many people as possible in different styles of shows, you don't get to appreciate um, the moment, uh, as you just said there. Um, but you just did a, a recently, you did a show up in Peterborough where you got to do a theater. And it, even though you were rushed, you felt like this is the place, like this is like worth it. I, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, it was really, it was set up really nicely, a place called the Theater on King. A um, friend of mine, Charlie Glasspool, put it together. Reminded me of the staircase here in Hamilton or, or any, any, you know, space that maybe isn't a music venue, conventional music venue, but people go gather to, to take in a show. Um, I found it really, I, I like, uh, those kinds of places that are more conducive to having conversations as well as performing. So there's a bit more communication that goes on. I agree with that. Solo rather than the band, I'm doing a lot of the band stuff these days. And it uh, just reminded me how fun uh, playing solo can be when there's that immediate connection with the crowd. And, you know, and some nights I feel funny. I feel social and uh, <laughs> others I don't. I just want to shut up and play my songs. But uh, uh, something about playing in the theater uh, invites conversation. And uh, yeah, it, was, it left me feeling warm and fuzzy. Again, appreciating the moment after all of this time is is is, is a really good thing as you move along in your career. The, these are the moments that uh, that, that it's really about. I think it's like if you get a chance to connect with someone and have them appreciate your, your music or, or just to share a moment. Um, but with this new album, I, I've, I've been listening to it and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sometimes I, I'm trying to figure out if there's a pattern because that's how my brain works. When I go back and I listen to uh, someone's older albums and the newer albums, I try to figure out what the band is all about and I can't help it. Honestly, Chris, I can't help it. I'm like, okay, I got, I got him figured out now, or I got her figured out what, what she's doing. And in my brain, I got myself to a point where I was listening to the track reasons. So I'm going, okay, I get it now. Wax mannequin isn't one person. It's many. It's like, it's, it's, it's different personalities because there's a high part. He likes to sing here. And then he sings on a normal part here. And I remember that this is kind of a thing he does on some of his songs in each album. So me, Wax Mannequin is actually a group of many voices, even though it's just one person. Is that way too arty or am I just drinking way too much coffee again? No, I, I, it's not something I put too much thought into, but you're right. There's uh, certain voices or, or archetypes that come out in different songs of mine. Looking back, I can group them in that way. Um, and, uh, you know, some of them are really loud and bombastic and a lot of my songs are quiet, but even within those, uh, you know, I, I think I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, to me, I, I have grown to think of it as trying to capture human experience. Uh, you know, at least I don't, my days, uh, you most days end up feeling like one of my records. Like it's just, uh, there are extreme uh, variations in, you know, my mood and, and maybe, maybe it's 
something messed up about my, my neurology or just uh, or just the way I have my life structured, but it, it's incredibly unfathomably chaotic and then sometimes super tranquil and, and uh, get a, a little calm time in there. And, you know, between, you know, every day is a, 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 a wide range of emotion and uh, it just seems natural to me to try to capture that in uh, when I put, put a record together. Um, it's true, true. I listen to music that, you know, most artists have, one or two voice or types of songs they fall back on. Uh, it's never been that simple for me, which, you know, makes it maybe a bit uh, confusing when people start, you know, or first introduced to my music because uh, there's, you know, a lot of different sides to it. But uh, I, I think we all, everyone experiences life <laughs> that way. Right. But, you know, uh putting together this album here, it was like nine tracks on it. Um, how many songs did you have going into this one? Um, was, did you have like 20 in pocket and then you went into the studio or was it like, well, and then pared it down or were you, did you have half the album and then still writing it while you're recording it? And where did you record the album? It was kind of, uh, yeah, it, there were a few songs that didn't make it on the album, and there were a few songs that were finished while we were recording. Um, it was loosely conceptual uh, about uh, it was meant to sort of be about brains, and you had some sort of a brain theme going into it. And uh, then I finished the Red Brain song and thought it would be a, a good title track. I don't usually do title tracks, except I haven't done that since The Price, I think. My album, The Price, had uh, had, had a, a song called The Price, and that's the only other time I've named the record after one of the songs. Um, but, I, you know, to clarify, though, it is uh, the record is The Red Brain, and the song is just Red Brain, so there's a distinction there. But um, I could I still safely say it's a title track. Um recorded it in uh lots of different places it was during the panty i was basically started it before um things went to shit uh, and then i went to crap and then uh finished over the course of it with a lot of bouncing files back and forth during lulls in the pandemic i'd get together with my friend edwin or evan Ev evelyn or uh um my friend uh daphne and uh and Guelph did a bunch of the recording as well, uh, Copper Sound. Uh, so there's a lot of tracking in a lot of different places with uh, many friends from around the country. Finally got together uh, a year or so ago with Corwin in Cumberland, British Columbia to sort of uh, sit down and just tie up a lot of the loose ends. It was really, I was like terrified by the project until that moment we had so much recorded so many tracks so many layers of things corwin is someone he's brilliant but he loves to layer things and put idea after idea after idea down right so he'd send me these that were just almost cacophonous and i'd think this is like how are we gonna get something out of here but uh we had time that's what we did have because there was you know we're in the middle of a pandemic and just got to sit back month after month, listen back and think, well, I want to change this. I want to change that. So just really sculpting it and finally got out to uh, Cumberland and 
had a clear vision of of how we could uh, shape it together. Uh, Corbin and I and Edwin Burnett was out there with us too. Uh, do you think that helped? Do you, do you think put, that put it helped it? That, that, that? that the time to actually to go back and listen to it because sometimes an artist can start something and then never finish it because there's always something else. Some self doubt comes up uh, on yeah. a track, you know. I always have a, the self doubt pushing me forwards, but uh, usually there's either a deadline or a tour coming up or just a self imposed. Well, yeah, I'm just got to be out. Was, I, I'm not. I don't have. I'm not in a situation where there's label pressure or anything like that, but um, it's just other time pressure comes up. I just got to get get it out. This is the one record where we were forced to take our time with it and sit on it, and um, and it ended up. Uh, you know, I think I think that it really benefited from that. When you're now, Feels, that you, uh, oh no, sorry, go ahead. You finish your yeah. thought. I still things that change, but that's always going to be whenever I record. Uh, there's always, you know, little blemishes, probably invisible to only me, or anyone but me. But uh, I want to go in and add a harmony here or replay a little guitar part there. It's always little things you have to let go. Well, there's always the option. A lot of other people do. They release a project and then they'll re-release it and redo it again. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, this is what I really wanted, but I had to do it that way. Or there's the old, have someone, a DJ come in and, and remix it. Someone has a different, yeah. and starts remixing songs. And I was always a big fan of that. That's how sometimes I would get turned on to an artist was listening to a remix. I had no idea. Totally. That could be really fun too. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to do that with my album, Orchard and Iyer, back from 2007. It came out um, so different like whenever you put a record out it's gonna sound different than you expect going into it but that one was like from another planet listening back i could not barely could barely recognize myself in it and uh look i i stand by it in the long run i'm just you know there's a lot i like about it but really um the vibe of this one or uh red brain was kind of what i was going for with orchard and i years ago so in a way it feels like a bit of uh, I don't know, come in full circle or, or I feel a bit vindicated after. I mean, it's hard to explain, but it's just nice to hit a tone and a feel that I was generally going for uh, all those years ago. Uh, you know, it, this this feels, it's a lot more organic. And there's, um, even though it's like a loud record, there's tonally, uh, it's, it's there's a lot of variation, like thematically, it, it holds together, I think. There's Orchard and Iyer feels like a bunch of separate ideas sort of stuffed together. I don't know, it's hard to explain. That's so, that's a, that's a strange, not a, a strange comment, but it's kind of a weird comment to make because this one's done over COVID and yet bounce, you, you just said I'm bouncing tracks back. That's where you would, I would think that this a disjointedness would be mm -hmm. where you're, you're going to different studios and, and another person yeah. joining you and there. And as you just said, corn was adding layers and you're, you know, that to me sounds very disjointed, but it, you're saying, but it somehow has come back full circle that this is what the, what you wanted the other album to sound like. And you had to go through a tough time to get there. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. I don't know what it, what, why it worked out. You're right. It, it record because recording long distance is not easy. I don't know. I mean, some people pull it off. Well, for me, you know, things 
it take can take days or weeks or even months what what could be solved in a in a two minute conversation or in 10 seconds just finishing others each other's sentence and doing a crossfade or or whatever things are so much which is why at the end of it I, we had to fly out and to sit down at hidden well corman studio and and just go through each track and get it to the point where you know we could we could see it coming together um but yeah yeah no it was uh i'm not sure it's there's a certain alchemy and sometimes it works it all clicks and uh other times it doesn't that, that makes sense makes total sense um you've done some shows recently as you said in toronto dakota and i believe you got a show that's coming up in windsor i believe you're doing another spot and yeah uh, yeah and there's uh but the one here locally in hamilton is coming yes. up uh july uh july the 15th you got it yeah casbah yeah i'm gonna be at the casbah and uh excited to get back there and it'll be the vinyl release so the record came out april 15th but since then i mean we we sent things off i don't know, I don't know how many months ago and the CDs came together relatively quickly. The vinyl has just been held up by uh, whatever world economic turmoil, and uh, it's finally uh, it's sitting. They're sitting now in boxes uh, in Toronto, so I have to just get in there and pick them up. Yeah, that's what everyone's everyone that I've talked to that's had vinyl pressed over the last little while said the same thing. It's just like I I I, I got to wait on that because it's there's no one. Yeah, it's just staggered. Yeah, and there's just not enough places pressing vinyl, even though it's very popular. It's never gone away, but there's just not enough places pressing vinyl, you know. So you do have to wait a little bit. But I mean, it's it's worth the wait, though. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Now, my my next question is, what color is the vinyl? Oh, it's just black. It's 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 good good vinyl, good quality virgin vinyl. But uh, I don't do the colored stuff. It affects sometimes that affects the sound quality too. The novelty uh, uh, of you know red or purple vinyl sometimes it's not uh, you know the same quality material, but not to right. you know I'm sure some of it's super, but I just didn't want to take a chance on that. I wanted to sound right. After everything that you've been through, sure, that's totally understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get this album out and everything together. So uh, I'm looking forward to that show on July the 15th, buddy. And uh, what uh, what's what's the single that you got uh, coming out now? Which 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 is the one? Well, okay, so because it's been out since April. Yeah, I mean, can you put a single? I I put out two singles before it was released. I guess you could call something a single, Um, like put the whole record. I there is actually an outtake. Uh, from the album, I want to try to um, put out in some form as a single or as, as part of a split seven inch. It's called uh, One Day, All of My Friends and I. What was it called? One of Us, Be One of Us. And it's this creepy little cultist tune. But uh, yeah, we just had to work on it a little longer. And it, it didn't sit with the others. I, I like it. It didn't sort of sit with the others. So I think we're going to release it as a B side or, or a little single downloadable or throw it in a download card in the in the vinyl or something like that so that'll be the next single but uh talk about remixes uh i've had a couple of people my buddy edwin has remixed a few of the tracks and i'm really excited to put those out because uh they just yeah it just adds a different perspective on some of the tunes uh really love what he's done with it 
So there'll be some of those coming out online. Maybe do a cassette version of some of that. Lots uh, of big plans, a big plans, Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where does, been... where does everyone go to find out how to like listen to your music, buy uh, online merchandise? Have you got that set up yet? Well, just uh, my website, waxmanikin.com. That'll take you to the band camp right now in the stores there. But uh, it's all rolling, you know. Check it out there. It's on. I, I, I update my Instagram regularly, too. But uh, to buy the record, listen to the record, Bandcamp's the best place. Of course, you know, because then you can, it's on Spotify and all that. But, uh, you know, that's that's always dubious. Just fun to get the, fun to get the listens, but then I'm like, okay, maybe I could sell a record. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think it'd be much better if people bought it uh, off of Bandcamp. Or yeah. I could go to the show and go, hey, I'm going to buy this. Can you sign this or take a picture with me? That sort of thing. But people do, and it's different. It's different, but people do. Uh, in a way, I think that getting some of the shows is, is more valuable. It's more meaningful because you, you know, you're supporting an artist sort of one on one, and you, you have yeah. that conversation, that connection, and take something home with it. And you know, especially vinyl, it's big. You can put it on the wall. You can listen to it. It's, uh, you know, it took me a while to to figure out how I'm going to carry these things around on tour because they're big ass, but. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun to, to look at, listen to. Well, that's awesome, man. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll, you're going to have that vinyl ready, of course, and you'll sell all of it at the at the Casbah. And all of it. All of it. The, yeah. All of it. No one else gets any in Southern Ontario. It also gets sold at one show. So that would be... Yeah, man, it's, gonna, uh, it's the, it'll be the first time I can really reproduce this record live. I think we'll have the folks on stage to uh, really do it justice. Um, a lot of players on the record trying to get as many of those sounds across in the live setting as we can. So it's going to be a fun one. Cool, man. Get Dave Hines. Dave Hines is going to play. Uh, uh, Madam Sad is going to play. And and the Kettle Black is bringing out his uh, one-man band, his heavy set again. He, he set it aside for years. I don't know if you know Nick. I'm sure you know the Kettle Black. We mm -hmm. did a show in Ottawa uh, recently. He'd been playing just his acoustic guitar like I have for a number of years. But... Uh, I invited him up at Ottawa. He says, I want to do my heavy show. And uh, it was like, it's like he'd never put it down. It was so intense and, and amazing. So uh, got to be seen, got to be heard. Great, great to have Nick out playing again. We're doing a bunch of things coming up. And we get our show series as well at my mom's art studio. Awesome mom. We do that about one, once a month. So uh, right. Nick uh, Nick does the heavy lifting. He's got the gear and, and does the sound. So I mostly just try to get some friends out and, and uh organize some music we like but uh you know keep uh, i'd love to get you out to one gunner we do the next one's on the 21st with uh anna merrick's from beams and uh scott and a bunch of people it's gonna be a good time that's uh july 21st that's at my mom's studio the art studio the awesome mom shows on okay. instagram and uh the casbah is my show getting my numbers confused the 20 the 15th right july the 15th is that the casbah yeah that right yeah <laughs> yeah that's right okay so after after all that's done um what are the plans for the rest of the summer are you going to go out west or, yeah. wait a minute you were just out west doing a couple shows as well but is there any yeah. uh, small festivals and theaters you're going to be doing around southern ontario or are you going to go back out west or are you going to go out east 
So I got a bunch in Ontario. We're going to do Hillside Festival. That's going to be a big one. Um, uh, Windsor, we've got uh, Hamilton coming up, obviously. A few other Ontario dates. Then I fly west in late July for, no, early August for um, Festival of That Way in a tour, in a tour that way, and then get home and up to Northern Ontario, up to Tumblestone Festival. So yeah, just touring, touring, touring like the good old days. I'm excited. That's good, man. I'm glad that you're doing it. I'm glad that you're still at this point in your life where you're finding some real enjoyment out of uh, of still doing this. So now that we've, we've said all this stuff about the red brain. It feels weirdly easier. Uh, I, don't, I can't quite explain it. The driving sucks, but... but yeah, uh, The driving's always going to suck, though. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like breathing all the smoke from the Quebec wildfires. We still got to yeah. breathe, so we're still going to do it. doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, that's just a part of life. But now, uh, what we can say that now that, okay, this album's done and you know, we're, you're going to do the shows and the summer passes, at what point do you start going, okay, I'm going to start another album, my next project? And, and, and are we there yet? Or do you have the songs or is it just you're going to take a little bit of a break? Oh, it sucks, Jamie. I want to, Gunnar, I want to take a break and then I'm just, I'm, yeah, I want to take a, a break, but um, Marty, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it, I, I don't want to leave it as long as I left the last one. It was what, 2018 was um, Have a New Name. And then, and this one, uh, what, was like five years later. So I'm starting to think about it now, but uh, I don't want to feel rushed. Give it a year or two. But yeah, I'd like to like to keep things coming out. Feel I feel like I, I I finally I'm finally starting to figure this out how to how to put records together how to play my guitar <laughs> <laughs> how to sing finally know finally getting how to sing. That's 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 a great that's a great you have a great sense of humor uh, about things when you when you get to that point in your life you're like you know what I think I, I think I know how to do this it, you know this is yeah. all right you know. It's taking some practice. But... <laughs> hey, man, thanks for uh, the chit chat. And uh, I guess I'll see you on July 15th at the Casbah. Yeah, I, I'll get you there. And uh, yeah, great talking to you, Gunnar. Thanks yeah, for having buddy. me on. Thanks for being on uh, Steel City Music. Hey, it's Wax Mannequin. Come out July 15th. That's Saturday, July 15th at the Casbah. Uh, for the vinyl release of The Red Brain. That's my new record, The Red Brain. See you July 15th. It's going to be a serious night. At last he got back home as the car broke down in the cold. No one came around to greet you or help. But a red mine through the clouds above you hovered in the Sky and swirled around, around, around. Speaking thought to thought, that shining brain told you stuff. You said your friends and foes, and everyone were gone. 
around and scrambled your mind. It's hard to know just what they want from you or who to trust. It's just so, so much silent language gets lost. But that red brain is gonna eat a channel open. It's gonna make all your decisions. So just lay back and take it slow. City Music.